Wondery Plus subscribers can listen to the CBS Evening News ad-free right now. Join Wondery Plus in the Wondery app or on Apple Podcasts. This spring, if you'd rather spend time enjoying your lawn instead of trying to keep it alive, there's good news. True Green is the easiest and most affordable way to get a beautiful lawn. All you have to do is water and mow, and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and even some things you might not even think of. They'll do all of it, while you can do literally anything else. With True Green, you can have your lawn looking as good as a putting green. That's not hyperbole. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. True Green offers a satisfaction guarantee, and they have a verified best price promise, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people guaranteed. This episode is brought in part to you by Audible, your go-to destination for thrilling audio entertainment. Whether you're looking for a hair-raising experience to enjoy while you're on the move or eager to dive into sinister and shocking tales, Audible has an exclusive collection of thrillers from best-selling authors that will keep you on the edge of your seat. Like James Patterson's first audio-only thriller, The Coldest Case. Experience stories like never before, where every chilling detail is brought to life by captivating sound design. Plus, as an Audible member, choose one title a month to make yours forever. And now, new members can try Audible free for 30 days. Just visit audible.com slash WonderyPod or text WonderyPod to 500-500. That's audible.com slash WonderyPod or text WonderyPod to 500-500. Tonight, the breaking news and American hostages released as the end of the temporary ceasefire looms and calls for an extension grow louder. What we're learning about the negotiations, here are tonight's headlines. More hostages return home. Tonight, the last-minute talks to extend the pause as the deadline approaches. We'd like to see the pause extended because what it has enabled is hostages being released, coming home, being reunited with their families. A deadly crash of a U.S. military Osprey with eight on board. Eyewitnesses telling CBS News there was an engine on fire. The new details. Our CBS News investigation, child labor in chocolate. We travel to West Africa to find out the bitter truth behind your favorite candy. Can you guarantee that all the cocoa here is free of child labor? I'm looking forward to seeing what you're doing with your life and how we can go about fixing it. And remembering the beloved Broadway actor who played Cliff's mom on Cheers. Isn't that fascinating, huh? Perhaps if you live in a cave. Good evening and thank you for joining us on this Wednesday night. We begin tonight with major news out of the Middle East on this sixth day of a temporary ceasefire between Israel and Hamas. And we are just hours away now from the end of that pause in fighting unless a last minute deal is reached. Today, an American citizen was released from captivity in Gaza as part of the latest group of hostages freed by Hamas. The 49-year-old woman who holds dual U.S. and Israeli citizenship was one of 16 hostages released today. That includes 10 Israelis, four Thai citizens, and two Russians. 30 Palestinian prisoners were handed over as part of the latest exchange. Now, this brings the total number of hostages freed during the truce to 97. That means about 150 are still detained. 
All this as at this hour, the international team of mediators, including from the U.S. and Qatar, are working around the clock to extend the pause in fighting for several more days. CBS's Lilia Luciano will start us off tonight with all the new developments from Tel Aviv. Good evening, Lilia. Good evening to you, Nora. And just moments ago, we saw Secretary Antony Blinken's motorcade arrive here in Tel Aviv, all part of the U.S.'s efforts to extend that ceasefire, to increase aid to Gaza, and of course, to free all of the hostages. And tonight, a leader from Hamas telling CBS News that they are willing to release every hostage. That includes men and soldiers in exchange for every Palestinian prisoner. The sixth wave of hostages released included the first time an American woman, Liad Benin, was freed from captivity. But for her father, Yehuda, the joy is incomplete. Her sister, Tal, flew from Portland, Oregon for the reunion. Oh, what's in your mind? What's in your heart today, right now? I'm just very grateful to be here with my family right now. I think um, that's the most important thing to me right now. And. I'm going to feed off of that energy. I need to point out that her husband, Aviv, is still uh, captured in Gaza. Um, and, and getting him out of Gaza is uh, a, a more complex uh, issue than getting women and children out. And tonight, they heard from the president. I talked with her mother and father. They're very appreciative, and uh, things are moving well. She'll soon be home with her three children. Raya Rotem and her daughter Elas, separated in captivity just before the 13-year-old's release Saturday, are expected to be together again tonight. The fate of eight more American hostages hangs in the balance. And tonight, a devastating blow to all who awaited news on the release of the Bibas family. Hamas claims 10-month-old Kafir, his four-year-old brother Ariel, and their mother Sherry were all killed in an Israeli strike in Gaza. A Hamas leader tells CBS News they are willing to provide evidence. The IDF briefed the Bibas family and said they're investigating those claims. Relatives said in a statement, we're waiting for the information to be confirmed and hopefully refuted by military officials. And today it was clear again that a temporary truce does not mean safety for Palestinian children. And in the West Bank today, shocking video emerged showing the shooting of an eight-year-old, one of two children, the other 15, that the Palestinian Ministry of Health alleges were killed by IDF soldiers. We reached out to the IDF but have not heard back. And today, the U.S. Special Envoy for Hostage Affairs joined the director of the CIA in the region in those efforts to extend the temporary truce, which is still set to end at 7 a.m. East uh, local time, which means that they have less than five and a half hours to do so. Urgent. Nora. A critical moment. Lilia Luciano, thank you. Turning now to a deadly U.S. military crash off the coast of Japan. At least one person was killed and seven other crew members are missing after a U.S. Air Force Osprey went down during a routine training mission. CBS's Elizabeth Palmer reports the Osprey has been involved in a string of fatal crashes in recent years. A Japanese Coast Guard vessel that reached the crash site recovered what appears to be an inflatable life raft. And a large piece of debris was visible floating in the water. A witness told Japanese media he saw the plane's left engine on fire just before it plummeted into the sea. It had been flying in clear skies on a routine training mission off the coast of Yakushima Island in southern Japan. 
Ospreys are the main assault support aircraft for the U.S. Marines. They can tilt their rotors to fly like helicopters or conventional planes. But the aircraft has a troubling track record. Last August, one crashed in Australia during international training exercises. Three Marines were killed. Since 2012, six other crashes have left a total of 13 dead, including Marine Captain John Sachs, one of five Marines killed in this 2022 accident in California. Attorney Tim Loringer represents the Sachs family. There have been several crashes, say, since 2022. And so the questions have to be asked. What is causing these issues? A Marine Corps investigation of the 2022 crash found the Osprey had suffered an unanticipated, unrecoverable and catastrophic mechanical failure. But the Pentagon said there was no reason to ground the aircraft. If these investigations lead to something that would uh, cause us to adjust anything about how we believe the Osprey should be used, we would do that. Now, the sun's been up for a couple of hours here in Japan, and U.S. military and Japanese Coast Guard continue to comb that crash site. Meanwhile, the governor of Okinawa, the island where the main U.S. military base is here in Japan, has said he's going to ask the U.S. military to suspend all Osprey flights. Nora? Mm. Elizabeth Palmer, thank you. Well, we learned today that the FBI is investigating multiple cyber attacks by suspected Iranian-linked hackers against water utilities right here in the U.S. The water facilities, including one in Pennsylvania, were apparently targeted because they use Israeli-made technology. So far, the hacks haven't caused any significant disruptions. And this comes as officials are investigating a ransomware attack on a healthcare network that operates in a half a dozen states. CBS's Nicole Skanga now with the latest developments. Annie Wolf's open heart surgery was just two days away when the hospital called. Her procedure had been postponed after a major ransomware attack. I've got a hole in my mitral valve and basically walking around, I, I can't breathe. Um, I get very fatigued. Wolf is just one of the patients impacted after Ardent Health Services says it became aware of the cyber breach on Thanksgiving Day, affecting 30 hospitals and more than 200 healthcare sites across six states. The hospital system says it immediately began safeguarding confidential patient data and protectively took its computer network offline, requiring some facilities, including two in New Jersey, to divert ambulances to nearby medical centers. Kirsten what, Todd is, is a former top official at CISA, the nation's cyber defense agency. I mean, what is the impact if a 911 infrastructure goes down or a hospital with a huge emergency room goes down? Well, I think, you know, there's always the concern of loss of life. According to the Institute for Security and Technology, at least 299 hospitals have suffered ransomware attacks so far in 2023. Malicious actors want to make money off of it. So this is about profit. It absolutely is. It's an economic model. The tragedy is that it's an economic model that is happens to capitalize on a, an infrastructure that is responsible for human lives. Now, without access to their computer system, affected hospitals like the one behind me have gone back to keeping paper records. Now, Ardent Health has not yet released a timeline for when its network will be restored or if they plan to pay the ransom. Nora? Nicole Skanga, thank you. Former First Lady Rosalind Carter was laid to rest today in Plains, Georgia, the same town where she and her husband of 77 years were born. 
After a motorcade through town, Mrs. Carter was buried in view of the front porch of the home where the 39th president still lives. Jimmy Carter, now 99 and frail, was able to leave home hospice care in recent days for his wife's funeral services. Now to a CBS News investigation into the dark truth behind the production of one of America's favorite treats, chocolate. CBS's Deborah Pata has our exclusive report on the use of child labor in the harvesting of cocoa for candy giant Mars used in its iconic products like M&Ms and Snickers. Laboring in the blistering heat, here as young as six, slicing the grass with lethal ease, their machetes nearly as long as the smallest among them. These Ghanaian children are harvesting the cocoa that ends up in America's best-loved chocolates. Instead of going to school, they are learning that sharp blades cut deep and big corporations make promises they seldom keep. We traveled across Ghana's remote cocoa belt, visiting small subsistence farms that supply U.S. chocolate giant Mars and found children working on every one of them. Mars did over $45 billion in annual sales last year, in large part from selling chocolates like M&Ms and Snickers. Its owners are the third wealthiest family in the U.S. The company vowed to have systems in place to eradicate child labor from its supply chain by 2025, even boasting about rescuing thousands of children who are listed as beneficiaries of what Mars calls their robust monitoring system to keep them off plantations and in schools. CBS News obtained copies of these lists from a whistleblower. We're going to try and find some of the children on these lists and see if the information checks out. Our first stop, 15-year-old Munira. And your name, I think, is on this list. Do you want to check for me? Is that you? Here she is, toiling away on her family farm, her life since she was five years old. School's a luxury she's hardly ever been. I feel sad. I want to be a like medical doctor, but they don't, they don't have money to support me. The family says it harvested only one bag of decent quality cocoa the entire year. A 140-pound sack fetches around $115. Last year, field supervisors contracted by Mars visited Munira. And this is all they gave you? Handing out a backpack and school books with the slogan, I am a child, I play, I go to school. In the nearly 18 months since that visit, nobody has been back to check that she is in school. This cocoa field supervisor for the past 13 years spoke out on condition we hide his identity. Personally, I've made lists before. I've made up lists before. And I can say on authority that almost every data, almost every data is cool. Or incorrect. Or in, it's not correct. Nobody has come back to check as to whether it's true or not. CBS News spoke to nearly a dozen children on that list used by Mars. None of them were in school, nor had they been regularly monitored to ensure they attended classes. No one came here ever? And in some cases, the name on the list was an outright fabrication. 
we've come to visit another household where a child is listed by Mars as no longer working on cocoa farms. She was supposed to be this man's daughter. The only problem, she doesn't even exist. When children do go to school, instead of pencils, they carry machetes. Put your hands up if you work on the cocoa farms. Less than a third of the 300 students registered here actually attend classes. And they all told us they harvest cocoa either before or after school. Is all the cocoa here? CBS News visited a warehouse that supplies cocoa giant Mars. So you can 100% guarantee that all the cocoa here has no child labor in it. In Ghana, child labor is an offense. That's not my question. Can you guarantee that all the cocoa here is free of child labor? Uh, that one, I can't say 100%. U.S. human rights lawyer Terry Collingsworth has filed a proposed class action lawsuit for consumer fraud against American chocolate manufacturers Mars, Cargill and Mondelez. They're telling the public that we're re- rehabilitating this kid and then they're cynically coming here and just checking a box and they, the kid is back working the next day. That's fine. That's fine. He has collected statements from Ghanaian children working for Mars suppliers. Okay. Thank you for being very brave. Like these little boys doing the back-breaking work of adult men. Tiny hands struggling with the dangerous work of hacking open cocoa pods, the long blade narrowly missing this five-year-old's fingers. Mars is one of the biggest privately owned companies in the world, raking in billions every year in large part from chocolate. Billions made on the backs of these young children. And we have repeatedly asked Mars for an interview. They declined every request. A security guard asked us to leave their headquarters when we went there. And we even went to the CEO's home to try and get some answers. Mars did send us a statement where they condemn the use of child labor, but concedes more needs to be done. Mars also denies Nora pressuring any field workers to fabricate data. And Deborah, this is such an important investigation. What about the parents of these children? Well, the parents we spoke to told us that it breaks their heart that they can't afford to send their kids to school. But one thing, Nora, many industry insiders do agree on is that a key solution is to pay the farmers more for their cocoa so that they can put their kids in school instead of working on farms. Deborah Pata, thank you. Parts of the Northeast are walloped by the first major snowstorm of the season. Wait till you hear how how much snow buried one town. That's next. What makes a life a good one? Is it the adventure you have? Or the friends you find along the way? Maybe it's pursuing your passion while striving to protect, defend, and save what you believe in every single day. So, what makes a life a good one? In the Coast Guard, we think it's all of the above and more. But you'll have to find out for yourself. Visit GoCoastGuard.com to learn more. Ah. The comfort of your favorite seat is now your comfy car-selling command center, thanks to Carvana. 
It doesn't get any better than this. Your favorite seat's the best spot in the house. Make it even better by entering your license plate or VIN and getting a real offer in minutes. There really is no place like home. And speaking of home, Carvana will pick up your car from yours after you finalize your offer. Visit Carvana.com or download the app and sell your car from your comfy place. Millions of people across the Great Lakes and Northeast are digging out from two days of heavy snow. Several areas were buried under more than three feet. A town east of Lake Ontario in upstate New York got more than 42 inches. Tonight, forecasters are tracking potentially dangerous storms expected to hit the south on Thursday. The House on Friday is expected to vote for the third time on whether to kick New York Republican George Santos out of Congress. If two-thirds of lawmakers vote to expel Santos, he will become just the sixth House member in history to get the boot. Santos is facing nearly two dozen federal charges, including stealing from donors and using campaign contributions for personal expenses. A Virgin Atlantic plane powered by environmentally friendly fuel makes a historic flight. That story is ahead. Aviation history was made on Tuesday when a Virgin Atlantic plane made the first transatlantic flight using only sustainable aviation fuel. The flight from London to New York was powered not by fossil fuels, but fuel made from animal fat and sugar. This fuel is said to cut greenhouse gas emissions by 70 percent, but for now it's in short supply. We remember the life and career of Cheers actress Frances Sternhagen. That's next. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Finally tonight, actress Frances Sternhagen has died. The two-time Tony Award winner appeared on both stage and screen during a career that spanned more than 60 years. She's perhaps best remembered for her maternal roles, like Cliff's mother, Esther, on Cheers. You're my pride and joy. You're the best thing that ever happened to me. Gee, think of that. She made countless appearances on TV, including as Bunny McDougal on Sex and the City and on ER and The Closer. Her family says that she died peacefully at her home here in Washington, D.C. on Monday night. Frances Sternhagen was 93 years old. And that is tonight's CBS Evening News. I'm Nora O'Donnell. Good night. If you like the CBS Evening News, you can listen early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus in the Wondery app 
or on Apple Podcasts. Prime members can listen ad-free on Amazon Music. Before you go, tell us about yourself by filling out a short survey at Wondery.com survey. Survivor's back and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast. And we have a twist, a new co-host, the winner of Survivor 45, D. Valladares. Hi! Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcasts.